Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmine and this is episode 104, Your Permission Is Not Required. Hello and welcome into another episode of the podcast. How are you? I hope you're well since last time I spoke to you. If you are new to the show today, welcome. I am Jo, I am your host. I am opinionated and I do like to say bollocks a lot. Make your decision quickly as to whether you're going to hang around or not. And for my returning listeners, um, Ops Normal, for you guys, I'm, I'm back again with you as, as per usual with some more stuff around the nitty theme, a little bit around, um, it's not even philosophy, uh, some, I guess it's just another theme, I can't think of the word for the theme at the moment, but it's it's a bit ranty, as, as you'd expect, and I'm excited to be back again with you this week with some more chat. So, hello to everyone who joined my new Facebook group. I mentioned in last week's episode, if you haven't heard it yet, um, you can go back and listen to it, but if you have and you've not joined, come on over. There's been a lot of chat in the new Shiny Bees podcast community group on Facebook. I decided to open a Facebook group instead, not instead, alongside for the moment at least, of the Ravelry group because I feel like Ravelry's been, the engagement has been decreasing on Ravelry for quite some time and I found that myself, I don't use Ravelry the way that I did when I first started to knit and get into all of the knitting with a capital K as they say I don't use it the same way anymore either and I don't put my stash my, my stash I'm not Sean Connery my stash <laughs> stash <laughs> I don't put my <laughs> I'm going to have to go and look and see if there's a, a knitting Sean Connery meme now aren't I I am um, and I'm only going to put it in the Facebook group so you'll never know unless you join um, but yeah basically I found that I wasn't using Ravelry to put my stash on anymore I wasn't putting the projects on there I was using the forums a bit but the level of friction involved was so high that I just wasn't really getting into it so I decided to try a Facebook group to see if that was easier for people because much as we all hit the Facebook timeline um, a lot of us are on there a lot of the time now I've had some really good feedback from people saying that they are enjoying using the groups app to manage their participation in Facebook groups without having to deal with the timeline. If you've never heard of it before there's an app you can download it and you can just go straight into your groups. It's nice and clean it's just like a a table with all your groups and you just click on it and go straight into the group and enjoy your chat in there as opposed to having to deal with all of the rubbish on the timeline which I agree with you all it is a pain in the backside. I'm very torn about Facebook. It's brilliant in terms of like for business and the advertising and the level of specificity that you can do with your advertising and the cost of that advertising um, and the ability to connect with people is really good but the timeline is utter twonk, utter rubbish so it's it's hard because you're like, I don't want to like it. I just kind of wish they would stop bolting everything onto one thing and make it separate because that would make a lot of people use it, I think, um, rather than trying to cram more and more features into one thing. But anyway, the group is called Shiny Bees Podcast Community. It's a closed group. If you just click on it and request to join, I will add you and you can come and have a chat with us all. 
I will get on to the active stash exploration part of that in a bit. And again, if you missed last week's episode, you need to go back and listen to that because that is the project for this year, active stash exploration. Also, I have another group. If you are interested in business related things, if you run your own business, if you want to start running your own business, if you write a blog or you're a content producer and you want to monetize your blog at any point, um, I have a group for you basically. It is called Business Without the Bollocks. It is a free group. It is on Facebook because hashtag I heart Facebook because no one else lets me do groups the way that Facebook does. Yahoo groups went out with the... Um, with the cheeky girls I think (laughs) although I heard the cheeky girls on the radio the other day that's another story another story entirely but um, if you are interested in business related stuff I have that group over there you can come and join it is facebook slash group slash business without the bollocks I am in the middle of redoing my shiny bees website it's a little bit rough around the edges at the moment because I'm working on that outside of work time Um, But there will be a link on that as well to go straight through to both of those groups. And there'll be links in the show notes if you want to come and join. It would be great to see you there. But the good thing is the feedback on the podcast group in particular, because my business group's been going for longer than that. It's a very select crew. You have to be a little bit sarcastic to get it. Um, But the feedback so far on the podcast community group has been really good. A lot of people saying they don't comment in the Ravelry thread because it just feels really awkward. Um, but they're happy to get involved there on Facebook instead um, which is brilliant and also the thing for me selfishly for me and I will use the word selfish for this um, but we'll we'll be getting a bit anti-selfish in a bit is um, there are a lot of people on there now that I'm talking to that have always listened they've listened for ages and I've never had the chance to chat to them because I've never spoken to them in Ravelry and the level, you know, like that, taking that leap of saying hello to someone seems so big in Ravelry. Whereas on Facebook, it feels informal. We're all so used to just chatting that we just talk. And it's really, really good for me to get to meet some new listeners that have been listening for a long time that I haven't had a chance to meet yet. I really, really love that. So um, if that's you and you're hiding out, say hello. It's only Facebook. It's not real. And um, if you are on the sidelines, come and join in. If you hate the group, you know, if there's way too many daft pictures on there or whatever else mucking about you can leave you can leave if you want but come and have a look and see what you think so it's all been rather fun over at shiny heights this week i have some thoughts for you there's been it feels kind of topical there's a couple of quite topical things coming up in the show today and one of those is something that comes up a lot it seems to be a thing that resurfaces in january Um, one of the concepts I want to talk about, which is this idea of selfish knitting, seems to be a thing that comes back up in January. I think because a lot of people do gift knitting and then they're like, I'm so sick of knitting for everyone else, let me just selfish knit. And that's uh, a concept I would like to explore today a little bit. And I want to hear your thoughts on it, as always, as I always do. It's a two-way conversation, this podcast, or at least I I hope so. And also, I want to talk a little bit about permission. Now, permission has become the overarching theme for this because, and it really, really grips my, yeah, when I hear this this said, and it's this idea that I have to hide things from my husband. I can buy yarn, but I must hide it from my husband or my other significant people in my life. 
and this idea that we're not allowed to have. And we've, you know, it's, don't tell my husband, hide it in the bottom of the bag. I've heard stories about yarn shops with signs talking about this. And I sort of overarched all of that with the selfish knitting to have a theme of permission. Basically, it's a little bit philosophical, a lot ranty today. It's about a 2080 split, a 2080 blend of of philosophy versus rant today in the general sort of I'd call it an essay if I wrote an essay for it but I don't I don't write an essay I just write a couple of notes and and talk (laughs) but it's this idea of permission and we're going to be exploring that a little bit I have got enablers corner I'm so excited about this one and um I just love this guy. You'll probably, if you've been about on social media this week, you'll have seen him. And if you've not, I'm going to enable you to him. And I'm going to try and get him on the podcast because I just, I just love him. I just love, I'm not even sorry. I'm not even going to be, pretend to be bashful. I think he's brilliant. And then we will roll into Active Stash Exploration, our new segment slash project for the year to set you off thinking about your exploration journey through your stash. So... It's a little bit rainy here in the north today, hashtag so surprised, Um, but get yourself an umbrella, get yourself a nice steaming mug of tea, pick up your knitting, make sure it's for you, and we will crack on with the show. So into our little essay, chat, thoughts, Joe's rant section should come up with a much catchier title for this i think maybe you could help me if you've got any suggestions then uh, pop them through but this week as i said in the intro i want to talk about the concept of permission and this is the overarching theme that i came up with to cover two things that have been getting on my tits basically (laughs) this week um in terms of of knitting life, knitting philosophy, the way we speak to ourselves, um, the way we treat ourselves as ladies, and I know there are some gentlemen who knit as well, who listen to this show, and for you, I'm very grateful. But it is generally a female problem, I'm not saying it doesn't apply to men as well, um, at all, I'm just saying that this is generally a female affliction, generalising, um, that's that is the case and this theory this idea of permission came up because there's two things that's crossed my radar as it will or as as you will if you will if you will today (laughs) this week even goodness me i need another tonics and like i say something that seems to come up every january this idea of selfish knitting if you go on google selfish knitting you'll find the majority of articles on this are written in january and i think it is a bit of kickback from all of us flogging ourselves half to death to get people's gift knits done on time now if you want a gift knit for people for christmas or for any other time in fact if gift knitting is your bag if you enjoy it if you get some satisfaction out of it fair play it's not for me because I, I can't get stuff done on time. I've done it before, and I don't mind gift knitting. It's gift knitting to a deadline that does me in. I just don't like the pressure and the feeling of, of being obliged, basically, to push something out on time. So I, I don't do it, but a lot of us do, and a lot of us make possibly overambitious plans for achieving gift knitting, and quite often 
Alongside the selfish knitting articles, you'll get a million people saying, oh, I'm going to start my gift knitting early for next year. I've got a plan for this Christmas and I'm I'm going to start early and, and do it through the year. Which again, you know, if that works for you, then then fine. But there's this, there is like a kind of equalising of the, the spring, if you will, when Christmas is over and the gift knitting is complete and it, it turns to one of two, two topics. How do you get more done by next year to give away? Or... Um, let's have a look at selfish knitting because we've all worked so hard we deserve to have some selfish knitting point one selfish is a negative word it's a bad word it's got negative connotations it means bad things it means that you only care about yourself it selfish is not a good name to give anyone if you call someone selfish it's not a compliment okay now the actual dictionary definition of selfish adjective of a person, action or motive, lacking consideration for other people, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Well, I'll tell you what, love, if I've been knitting my little fingers to the bone for the last three months to turn out a lot of knitwear that my family probably won't even appreciate, that is not bloody selfish. It's not. And point two, just because you want to enjoy your own personal hobby that you do for your own satisfaction, for your own therapy for your own mental health for your own enjoyment it doesn't mean it's selfish and I really hate the term selfish knitting because I feel it's it's unfeminist it's like you should always be doing things for other people and it's not okay for you to give yourself permission to do something for yourself now if you play golf right people don't expect you to just like you you're playing golf it's your hobby you pay for your your pitch fees or whatever it is and then you're expected just to let them them play it the whole time and you don't get to do it if you play football you're not expected to hand over your shirt on a Saturday so other members of your family can play in your space that's not what happens so why the hell when you suddenly decide that you want to knit something for yourself it then has to be termed selfish I have no idea but it really annoys me it really annoys me because it's a very negative thing and I think as women we are generally guilty and I'll put my hand up because I do this all the time we are generally guilty of running ourselves down and that voice in our head this is just us personally to ourselves that voice in your head that's always chinning away at you saying things to you you say things to yourself that you wouldn't dream of saying to your friends you're no good at this you look fat in that outfit you're not even that funny. Nobody will listen to your podcast. Why does everyone like them better than me? I wish I could do a wanky flat lay. Right? You you tell yourself, tell yourself really bad stuff that you would never say to your friends. So then to have this notion of selfish knitting where you're, you're just making it out as a bad and a negative thing that you you are choosing to make something for you, I think is doubly bad because it's almost becoming like an accepted term and it's, I find it quite derogatory. I'm like, you shouldn't be talking to yourself like that. It's okay for you to have a hobby that you enjoy. It is okay for you to make things for yourself without apologising. It's okay for you to take 10 minutes out with a brew and a cup of tea and let the kids carry on screaming and let them wait for the bloody toast for 10 minutes because you are having a minute. It is okay for you to give permission to yourself to do whatever the bloody hell you want when it comes to your knitting not no permission from me no permission from anyone else your own permission yourself it's up to you okay 
And I think we should ban the term selfish knitting. I think we should start a movement where we'd never ever use the words selfish knitting again because it's really negative and it's unhelpful and it's a lot of bollocks basically. Just because you're making something for you, it does not make you selfish, okay? It makes you well-dressed in lovely clothes that you've made for yourself and you've enjoyed. Point one, permission. You have permission to knit for yourself and not to call it selfish knitting. Number two of things that have gripped my shit this week. <laughs> um, this this I this idea it's very old fashioned, and I feel tight saying old fashioned really because I don't think you can kind of tie it to one specific age group. But in the absence of any other words to use for it and please if you have a better word do tell me because I'm I'm a little bit stuck with it of how to describe this is this idea that it's not okay for you to have stash that it's not okay for you to buy yarn that it's not okay for you to spend your money on whatever you want that it's not okay for you to bring more yarn into the house that it's not okay for you to enjoy your hobby and it's not okay for you to make your own decisions about when and what you spend your money on and I think that's bollocks and maybe I'll call this Joe's bollocks segment um I've seen it because it's, it's it's there's a conversation that's been been ongoing this week I think everyone's kind of pushing back a little bit after Christmas but I've seen pictures of of signs in yarn stores saying you know that I'll help you hide it from your husband or don't you know how will you get it out without telling them and how are you going to sneak this into the house and all this kind of well tosh basically and I find it really upsetting not upsetting like I feel like crying like it makes me quite angry because I just don't think it's a helpful idea to be bouncing around as a joke because it is like a big joke oh I've got to hide this from my husband or I've got to hide this from whoever how am I going to get this into the house? I'll hide it somewhere else. Oh, I'll put it under the sink. He'll never look there because he never cleans. <laughs> Gender stereotyping. Um, I just find it a little bit lowbrow, really. And I find it quite baffling. Baff- baffling is probably the word. Now, there will be some circumstances, being completely serious about this, there will be some circumstances where people really honestly, 100%, are hiding for a good reason and you know they could be in an abusive relationship and knitting is a way of escaping that but they can't ever let the other person involved know you know there could be there could be genuine could be genuine reasons for doing it but this idea of it being a big joke is rubbish and it needs to be got rid of I don't understand people who feel the need to hide things from from their significant other especially things that they like doing I you know no just stop doing it. You have permission to buy whatever you want and put it wherever you want in your house and you don't have to hide it from anybody. In fact, get it out, shake it around, loud and proud and the same goes for knitting in public. Get your needles out and show it around. I don't care. Um, and I j- I've just found this these two things together have really brought up this idea of permission for me and there was a third kicker about being told you're antisocial for knitting at family events it's never happened to me because my family don't want to die a gruesome and horrible death in public but I hear a lot of people say that they're told it's antisocial for them to be knitting and they need to put their knitting down and pay attention 
but yet everyone's sat there playing on their iPhone while they're telling people off for it. It's a load of bollocks. Ignore them. Um, it's this again, this this idea of, of permission and for you to be fulfilling the role you should be fulfilling and that you shouldn't be doing things for yourself. And it's, it's a harmful rhetoric. I don't like it. Because knitting, for all of us, is fun. It's fun. We like making things. We like learning things. We like to meet new people. We like to try new things. We like to do things and get them wrong and rip it out and do them again. We like to buy that mistake of a skein of yarn and, and learn from that experience that you really don't need catsick coloured yarn. But it was nice in the skein. We need these experiences to make those friends overseas that you would never have met if it weren't for knitting. And in my case, goodness me, for the last six months... So many knitters that I know have a you know an alter ego of some kind of professional service or another, and I'm like, oh, the knitters will sort us out. Need an international tax expert? I've got you covered. Property law, no problem. Knitters are everywhere, and to make us feel bad about this whole wonderful community that we have and this brilliant hobby that we enjoy taking part in is a really bad thing. So. Permission is the theme of this this sort of semi-rant and think about permission and giving yourself permission to do what you want and also about the way you speak to yourself. Um, In your next row, have a little think about the way you talk to yourself and whether you talk to your friend like that because we all do it and feel unapologetic about enjoying this wonderful hobby that we all have. So that's my rant on permission. A little bit scared of listening back to that one because <laughs> I do feel quite impassioned about it. But I will move you on to Enabler's Corner. So in Enabler's Corner then, this week, normally I give you something that you can go buy or something new, new collection, something like that, new group to go join. And today I'm giving you a new bloke to go look at. And he's been shared quite a lot on social media this week. Very topical with the podcast at the moment because I'm finding a lot of inspiration in topical news. Hashtag man buns. Hashtag many bun, messy bun hats. Although many bun hats is probably an equally appropriate hashtag. But this week I am all about Sam Barsky. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'd be surprised if you haven't. Someone's already shared it in my podcast community group. Thank you, Laurie. Um... But I'd seen it a couple of days before that. And basically, Sam is is a guy, he's a knitter. And he knits jumpers with places on them. Although he knits some jumpers that have not got places on, but the majority of them that have featured in this particular article are jumpers that he's knitted with a place on. So like the Golden Gate Bridge. And then he goes to the place with his jumper on and then he gets his picture took at the place. It's amazing you know me you know I love a comedy pattern and my love for comedy pattern runs deep because what I love about people who are brave enough to do comedy knitting patterns is they don't care it's their attitude they want to entertain people they want to have fun and I just think they're the kind of people I want to be in the pub with I want to be in the pub with Sam He's brilliant. He just it just doesn't care. You know what I mean? It's like I'm going to do this. This is my thing. I'm owning it. I'm going to knit these these jumpers, and then you know what? I'm going to travel around the world with my knitwear. He don't just sit there in his armchair making stuff. He actually gets out there and goes to the place, 
I mean, respect. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, there have been some snidey people on the internet because the internet's full of snidey gits. You've got nothing better to do. And that is a case of when you've got nothing better to do, running down someone else's creative efforts just because you can't think of anything better yourself while Sam's going around the world with his jumpers, enjoying life, and he's warm. Um, and it's, it's been shared on a, on a couple of things. And it, you know what, it really disappoints me when other knitters or other crafters run someone else's craft down, um, saying things like, oh, he's obviously got too much time on his hands. Well, yeah, I'd imagine when he's flying all over the world having a great life that you're not misery guts um he has got plenty of time to knit on his wonderful jumpers because i mean he looks like he's having more fun than you right now snidey pants um and and saying like horrible things about because he does have a bit of a stereotypical geeky appearance which i love because i do love a geek i do like that the odd ones are like the ones who are different because they're interesting i can't stand the plastics i can't stand people who just want to blend in and look like everyone else because i can't see them i don't notice them because i just don't see them because they're just they're too concerned with what everyone thinks and with blending in not sam sam's a ledge sam is not bothered he's knitting his jumpers is enjoying it is loving life and for these people who are snidey and say, oh, he's got too much time on his hands, well, guess what, sugar tits? He's having a better time than you, so do one. I think it is brilliant. It's loads of fun. He's obviously enjoying it. He's done some brilliant sort of interpretations and some that are, as people have pointed, again, snidely pointed out, maybe not as true to life as they could be. Is knitting. There's only so far you can take it, love. Um... You know, the, the ones who take it too seriously because they're always doing Estonian lace behind the back with their eyes shut, you know. Meh. Stick out my tongue in your general direction. Um, we need more Sams in the world. So I love it. This week I'm enabling you to eat Sam's amazing knitting. I will put a link in the show notes and I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast. Now, people who know him, who've commented on all these different social media say he's an absolute sweetheart and he's dead nice and he's dead friendly and he helps everyone. Of course he does, because people who knit jumpers and then travel around the world to go and, you know, have the picture shoot with them are good lads. So this doesn't surprise me. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping he'll come on and, t- and talk to us a bit about it, because that, so, that is so cool. I love it. I love it. If you know him, if you're friends him, because it's entirely possible, six, six stitches of separation, it's entirely possible that one of you knows him or knows somebody that knows him. If you've got a good contact for me, send it through, then I can email him and see if he'll come on the show, because it'd be amazing. I think it's great. I think it's just brilliant. So much fun. Um, so I'm enabling you to Sam's knitting links in the show notes. So our final segment for this show is our first proper one of 2017 for the Active Stash Exploration Project. Hashtag Active Stash Exploration. If you haven't heard of this yet or you haven't listened to episode 103, skip yourself back because that's where it all gets explained. But in brief, it is not coal sheeping because coal sheep are pointless. It's not stash appreciation because it's different to that. It is about get ridding yourself of the feeling of FOMO from your own stash. Essentially is what prompted this for me. I tried stash appreciation. I just like all of it. So I felt it was time to banish the negative feeling of FOMO. Fear of missing out. That's what FOMO stands for. Fear of missing out on my own stash. Of the things that are in there that I've not had a chance to play with yet. 
And within this, I want to explore the the idea of stories, of stories that are attached to our stash. The story is the important part. Now, I've already started looking at some of this in the Facebook group, um, Shiny Bees Podcast Community, and a lot of people have been splashing their entire stashes. Um, and it's not about how big the stash is or arranging the stash or sorting it out or anything like that, although it can be if you want it to be, if you want to shapeshift your stash, which is a phrase that was used um, this week by Claire about shapeshifting your stash and cha- moving it away from stuff that you thought you wanted towards more things that you do want. That's cool. I mean, it's your project. You can you can own that. But what I'm actually interested in, in particular, is the stories that are attached to your stash within the stash. Within each skein, there will be a story attached to it. And in order to illustrate this, I did a Facebook Live at the weekend where I picked one box out of about nine or ten randomly pulled it out and started talking about the stories that were attached to each one and probably 95% of them had a story there were there were maybe 5% that, that did there was no story I just liked it um but 95% of them had a story and what I'm interested in is hearing those stories that come along with your stash did you get it from someone in a swap and know your mates did you buy it on a holiday that's got all these great memories with it is it from you know, a dyer that doesn't die anymore, so it's precious that way. What are these stories that are attached to these seemingly innocuous bits of wool? And how does that then progress into knitting them into an item? And how does the story continue, I guess, will be the next step for this. Um, but at this point, I'm just looking at that that story element because I, I'm a bit of a raconteur I do love a good tale and I love hearing your stories about stuff as well because I think it's really interesting about why people attach meaning to things that maybe seemingly to anyone else you just be like well it's just wool in it so I have my first one for you and it was one that I found in that particular box it was just pulled out at random it's not they're not sorted into any particular filing system they're not sorted by color they're not sorted by weight they're not sorted by age they're not sorted by country they're not sorted by fiber makeup it's just how i've had fancy putting them in the box at the time i'm sure some of you are going to be shaking you know in a corner muttering to yourself about how disorganized that is but it's not i like to just let things fall out the way they fall out and my brain likes to organize things between them if it's too organized I I don't like it. I like them to be a little bit random and then it can find its own paths. That's the way my brain works. So this one, this is a special one and I'm trying to think of things to make with this. It is leftovers. It's about half a ball, I reckon. I've not weighed it yet. About half a ball of Nurturing Fibres Cashmere Lace. And the colourway is Tanya's Pink. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you will have heard my dogs bark before. They've been very disruptive to this episode. But if you've been listening to the show for a very long time, or you've listened back to ones to the beginning, you've actually met Tanya. Tanya came on one of the very first episodes when I was still in South Africa to explain how the braai works, what a braai is, how it's important to South African culture. And... This yarn was dyed specially for her and at the time I'd come back to the UK and I had 
um, come back on quite a long but five week holiday and in the interim she was actually diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 26 I think it was very very young pregnant with her first child gets breast cancer and I felt really guilty for not being there because obviously that I mean that's a big thing for you when you're in your 20s it's a big thing anyway but it's a super big thing then and you're pregnant as well and everything else that goes along with it and I felt really guilty and I decided I wanted to knit something for her and the idea behind it was that I wasn't there to give her a big cuddle and I wanted a way to always be able to give her a big cuddle when I'm not there so I thought of a shawl I said I'm going to knit a really big shawl for her and that way it doesn't matter when I'm not there she'll be able to have a cuddle in this shawl so I went into the um Ravelry group and asked for shawl pattern recommendations because I wasn't a massively big knitter back then and I was you know I was getting into things but I didn't know like no you've got an encyclopedic knowledge of of shawls that will be appropriate for this sort of occasion I didn't have that then and I wanted a pattern to be able to make something for her and then give it to her when I got back because I was I was back in the UK for about five weeks and the far away so close shawl came up which is a pattern by Karina Spencer now this I said traditionally I mean it's a modern pattern but it has been often given or knit for people who um who have lost lost children I mean thankfully Tanya did not um but it's it's a comfort shawl that's that's the sort of um the theory behind this particular shawl it's very commonly recommended as a, a comfort shawl so I thought that'll do so I knit it for her in Serdar Softspun and because because I didn't know how good she would be at looking after wool basically and I liked the colours it was a little bit shiny I thought well this will be easy to look after because if you've got a new baby as well the baby's sick on it it, you know you know how it goes so I knitted this shawl but also one that came up was uh, Love Train by Susan Ashcroft and we were all chatting about it and then some somehow someone came up with the idea of of knitting a shawl and pe- they'd all like offered help and things and they're like does she need any money for medical expenses because obviously medical is not free in South Africa like it is in the UK all that kind of stuff and I was like no 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 she's covered she's fine um but they all wanted to do something and someone came up with the idea of us all knitting on this one shawl and we were going to knit the love train pattern and we were going to make it into a travelling shawl. So instead of them kind of giving something physical, they all knitted on this shawl. And they cast it on on a train and all these different ladies in South Africa knitted on it. And then it was posted up to Hauteng and then my husband went and picked it up from there, from a, a casualty department in Benoni and brought it back. And we all knitted on this shawl and finished it. And um, Carla gave me a bag and everyone who'd knit on it, their name was embroidered on the bag um, for her to keep it in. And we, obviously I gave it to her. She was very, very um, happy with it. She's completely fine. Sorry if you're hanging on to see if, if she made it or not. She did. She did. She's fine. She's got two little girls now, Emma and Abigail. It's all gravy. It's all cool. She's completely fine. Um, probably down to the shawl. Probably down to the shawl. I mean, you might say it's the miracle of modern medicine. I say it's the cashmere personally um but i mean thankfully we can you know we can joke about it she's uh, she's completely fine but this is the leftovers these are the leftovers that i've got from that and i'm looking i want to make something with it 
I'm wondering about making something for the little girls, something they can keep, perhaps. Um, I don't know. It's just it's been sat in there for a long time, and I kind of feel like it's a shame to keep it there. Because um, it's obviously got mystical and magical powers, so I want to kind of release those into the world, and it kind of feels like it needs to go back to them. I'll need to wait to figure out the yardage, but that is my my story that's attached to to this nurturing fibers cashmere lace, like a big community project that grew out of of asking for a pattern recommendation. That's how amazing knitting is. Um, so that's my story for you for this week for Active Stash Exploration. If you have a story for me, you can come and share it in my group on Ravelry or Facebook or email it to me. And what I would like to start to do, because obviously I'm at some stage we are going to run out of yarn, of my yarn, I would like to share some of your start stories um, on the show about how, you know, the meanings that are attached to our yarn and, and how you came to have them and what the story is that goes with it. So that is Active Stash Exploration for this week. Your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to go into your stash. Don't just get it all out and roll in it. Okay, if you want to get it all out and roll in it, then you can do. But pick one that's got a particular meaning for you and come and tell me about it in the Facebook group. So that is all we have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And I will be welcoming you back again next time for some more nitty chat. Don't forget you can go and join my Facebook group, Shiny Bees Podcast Community. Or if you are business inclined, you can join Business Without the Bollocks. And I will look forward to seeing you all again next week. Happy crafting and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Listening to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy, and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog. Or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by a music alley, and it is Adam and the Water Boys, and I need a drink. I need a drink. <laughs>